0: That with the right tailored suit hmm. could blend into a Brooks Brothers catalog like you wouldn't believe. Dave, Burls, Berlin. I didn't
1: know that they let men with beards in Brooks Brothers.
0: Oh yeah, it's 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 the
1: fashion now. Is yeah. it in is it in their catalog? It's okay. the fashion now. Now I thought yeah. they were the clean shaven type. Yeah. I mean I do love me some Brooks Brothers, but
0: They are, but I'm just saying, you're a well groomed man with a tight well, hairline. And a nice yes. smile, Dave.
1: It's, well, thank you, buddy.
0: Yes. Yeah, thank that's all you. I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I would not fit in a Brooks Brothers catalog. Nope. You know? If they had no. a homeless
1: edition, yeah, yeah, you'd be
0: front page. You know, I mean, I just, let's be honest. I don't think I've ever owned anything from Brooks Brothers. Nope. Um, <laughs> pretty positive I haven't. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's not too many folks that look like myself going in there. Not too many, no, but you know what? True. I'm not saying I would turn down a suit from them. I definitely right. take a suit. You know, it's it's a nice suit. Anyways, I got I got sidetracked, Dave. <laughs> that's a fact. Uh, I want a, I want to go back to a stalwart segment of the show. Mm-hmm. I okay. want to go back to something that I did on one of the first ever shows. I did it Ooh. on the Virgin Bat second show, mm-hmm. and that would be. I want to analyze a commercial I recently heard. Word.
1: Okay, I like it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we all know, the listeners know, I'm a fan of analyzing commercials. I know. You love commercials yeah. and advertising. You love tr- it. It's true, I, and it's a dying art. Some would say it's never even been called an art, nope. but it's a dying art, and I do it. I, I agree so with So we're going to do art. it, it's okay? That's right. So. That Let's being it, said, I uh, I analyzed a commercial that I heard yesterday on the radio. So I was driving home, listening to the old Sirius XM radio, because as the listeners know, I dabble in all types of media. FM, yes. satellite, podcast, audiobooks, my Don't own musical library, Spotify, Pandora. Yes, I dabble in everything, Dave. That's a fact. Well... I had XM on because you know, I like to get the news every now and then. And that's where Mm -hmm. I go for the news. Now, being that the news channel usually goes off of television, they have commercials even though it's satellite radio for the people that are curious that don't want to pay the fee. Anyways, Mm. a commercial comes on for Wild Alaskan Company. You heard of Wild Alaskan Company?
1: I have not. It sounds like a cruise line or something.
0: It's not. It's actually one of these companies that delivers fresh fish to your house.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. on dry ice? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like overnight, it, here's your fish from Alaska. Boom. Nice. Now, it's a pretty young company. It was established in 2017. Did a little research on it, Dave. Um, mm-hmm. Aaron Callenberg is the creator He's a third-generation fisherman from Alaska. And apparently, mm-hmm. he's all about sustainability and healthiness of wild-caught mm-hmm. fresh fish. That's what he's all I like about. It. Yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's right. Now, the sad thing about this is, Dave, that didn't yeah. come across in their ad. Oh come on! I didn't. I, I didn't like their ad. I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Aaron, Why I didn't not? like your ad. Why not? Um, well, uh, so first of all, the commercial starts off by saying, quote, we all know we're supposed to eat more seafood. Mm-hmm. What word? First of all, let's start with that comment, Dave. I mean, who says that? I mean, sure, if a person's eating bacon-wrapped French fries every day, no doubt <laughs> they should probably turn to more seafood. But what about a guy that's already eating seafood like five times a week? Shouldn't? How many? How many people you know like that, Doc? Huh? I, hey, it's Jacksonville. It's a, we're we're a sea town. We're a sea city. There's look. I love fish. And I don't eat fish five times a week. Now, I will say, I will say before the pandemic, my dad uh, ate five times a week, seafood so five true. times a week. And he's in, he's in, yeah, he's in Virginia. He was a seafood man, but then he couldn't go okay. to his restaurant that had seafood because of the pandemic. So he, he sort of right, left right. out on that. But... What I'm saying is, okay. those people, come on, mercury poisoning. Maybe just tone it down a little bit. You don't want to go that many times. I know you're in a seafood biz, but I'm just saying. It's not the best line to start off with. The next line gets All even right. worse, because then they say, some people may be intimidated by the seafood aisle.
2: Huh? What? Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know anyone intimidated
1: <laughs> by it. Well, I, 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 unless they like, it smells or, you know, whatever. It's yeah. fishy. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I was just that. like, who's walking into the grocery store intending to buy seafood? Then they see the seafood aisle, <laughs> and they're like, way. no, no, no. Uh, it looks like it's sausage again. It. It's way too scary in that seafood aisle. Not like this lovely pork aisle. Oh, thank God, pork. Sweet. Like, what? No, come on. That's not happening. Then, the next line, they say... Some people can be confused on how to cook it.
2: Huh? Huh? Hmm.
0: Again, who is that a hurdle for, Dave?
1: I mean, but the, even if they don't know how to cook it, they're still not going to order it
0: from you. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, they 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 have recipes. They didn't they didn't tell you oh, about. It. They have recipes, okay. but still, like, I mean, like, who like half the fish you don't even have to cook. You can sear it, and you're good. Like, right. I mean, I'm going to be honest, listeners, if you can't cook a piece of fish, I don't know if you should be living unsupervised. Like <laughs> somebody should probably be helping
1: you out throughout your day. Like he doesn't even cook and he can cook some fish.
0: Yeah, like I mean, that's like the one that like I've never s- known why people are like, oh, I can't like it's not hard to cook and just look at a piece of meat and be like, yeah, that's done. Like it's mm-hmm. not—that's a fact. You, uh, I mean, you know, if you're trying to get the difference between like the uh, uh, rare, medium rare, yeah, and medium, yeah, yeah, okay, that's a little bit tougher. But like, just making sure that it's cooked. Yeah, come but on, you're not gonna get sick from it. Yeah, not that hard. Come on. So, anyways, uh, I think Wild Alaskan Company, I can solve all their problems. You know, word. I think. Oh, you can. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I can make a really good ad for them. Sweet, and that's what I think. Let's hear it, and, let's uh, hear it. Yeah, okay, okay, get ready. I L- you got it, listeners. I'm gonna, I'm gonna whiz a smoker at you. Get ready for this. Here it comes. Okay, <clears throat> okay. Here's that. Now, now, just just keep in mind with this ad, you gotta have uh, some hard rock guitar is gonna come in mm-hmm. first. Hit you I in like the it. face. Something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm going to come in. Deep voice. We're going to put some, I'm going to put some edit on it here. It's going to be some, so here we go. Hey, folks. You know who eats seafood? Bears eat seafood. You know who else? Sharks. You know who else? The. F- rock and if you're not a giant piece of crap you will too you know what i heard after i said it that michael jordan ate fish before every game of his career that's right I'll tell you right now, as an American, if you're not eating a hunk of salmon every day, Teddy Roosevelt's ghost will bust in your house and punch you right in the ball bag. The only seafood is Wild Alaskan Company. Everything else isn't worth the dump you have to take after eating it. Boom! Am I right?
1: Huh? And then, and then exit with... More hard, yeah, yeah. Then um, the guitar, guitar
0: comes back in just yeah. hard with a solo right there at the end,
1: yeah, dude. When you put Bear Sharp, mm-hmm. The Rock, yeah. and and the Go yeah. MJ yeah. all together, yeah. and you, how can you not want to be with that, right?
0: Group? I mean, come on, I'm just saying, and then Teddy Roosevelt. Come on!
1: And Teddy Roosevelt. How could I forget Teddy Roosevelt? I'm just saying. You
0: definitely don't want to deal with his ghost. Right? Nope. I mean, he's an intense guy. He's got scary glasses and everything. Nobody wants to deal with that dude. Seems like he's got ADHD problems. I mean, come on. (laughs) Anyways, Dave, I think we should probably wait for Aaron to give us a call. To set up some advertising with them, but yeah, one of the listeners will definitely let him know. Send this over. To yeah, him. yeah, yeah. But for now, you want to fire the show up? Let's fire it up. Five. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift off. Oh, Dave, I'm excited about today's show. Oh man. Oh, always, man. Me too. First of all, Jacksonville original. We've got a Jacksonville yes. original on the show. You know. Let's go. That's his name. I'm not saying you know. I'm saying you know. You know, you know that I know. Yes.
1: I know that you know. That you is know's on, the, on show.
0: the show. Yes. 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 Now he's not in Jacksonville. He's living up in Brooklyn. We're not going to hold that against him. Dope. We're exciting, nope. excited for him to be on the show. And, and, Hmm. as I told you last week, we also have the Magic City Hippies new single. New single! Yeah! Hopefully you guys have already been jamming it, but guess what? We get to jam it exclusively here on the Doc G Show. Diamond! Let's go. Right here. It's going to be a fantastic show. First, we need to start where we start. The birthday suit. Let's do it. Happy birthday, Mr.
2: President.
0: Okay, uh, this one, Dave, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty confident. 90%. Okay. Um, 90, Nice yeah yeah and i mean i i let's be honest i could probably put it up to hmm. i could put it up to like 99 we can never yeah. do 100 well we can do 100 there were a couple that we could do 100 but jordan we could do jordan yeah but, but uh anyways born on may 5th 1989 in Tappahannock, uh virginia Mm -hmm. Music was always in our birthday suit wearer's life, especially soul and R&B. He often cites Mm -hmm. Michael Jackson as his first big influence. He was discovered Mm -hmm. at the age of 13 by Hit Mission Records. He was then introduced and auditioned for L.A. Reid, who offered to sign him that day. But eventually, he decided to go with Jive Records. He released his first Mm -hmm. album in 2005, which had four singles on it. Run It, mm-hmm. Yo, Excuse Me, Miss. Chris Brown. Chris Brown is correct. yo. Excuse me. the room. Good oh, jam. jam. It's a good jam right there. It's a good jam. Now, uh, he obviously went on to release uh, Exclusive with Wall to Wall and Kiss Kiss with uh, T-Pain and With You. Yes. His third album was Graffiti. Uh, In between those two albums, there was a domestic assault case, if you remember, with Rihanna. That wasn't good. That wasn't bad. Um, His fourth album was Fame, which featured uh, Look At Me Now and uh, Beautiful People. I think there were some nude pics somewhere around there, too, with Chris Brown at that time. Something like that. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I think I that happened. I remember that one. Uh, and he went on to release four more albums, with the most recent being Indigo. He also had the collaboration album with Slim Thug. You know what? It makes me a little sad that Chris Brown is younger than me. That's right.
1: Dude, you know what I was thinking is that they were, like, when he first came on the scene, he was, like, 16. He was a baby, but he lo- yeah. But he looked older, I guess because he's, like, you know, 6'2", 6'3", or whatever yeah. he is. Yeah. He just lo- I was, like, 16. I was, like... Goodness gracious! That guy looks like a grown adult.
0: Yeah, and I'm older than him. It's uh, it's, I'm older than him. That's not good. It makes mm. me feel old. He's been around so long. I mean, he's been around yeah, like for
1: half his life. Half
0: of his life, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, and and jeez. Now this is the one thing I did love this. So I was, you know, I was Wikipediaing uh, Chris Brown, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and in his Wikipedia there is. A segment under his personal ventures that says mm-hmm. uh he owns fourteen Burger Kings. Word. Wow. Yeah. Just I mean Good just for him. Just I mean that just just like a side like Yeah, and like the funny part to me though is like all these other people like uh like LeBron James it's Blaze mm. Pizza and yeah. and Rick Ross has it's something. Wingstop. Yeah, and Shaq's got like five different ones. One's Dunkin' or uh, uh, Krispy Kreme donuts and another one. He's and got like pizza. a Pizza Papa John's. Uh, yeah. And then and Chris Brown it's just Burger King. Like that's just like so just ugh. Like, oh, well, it's it's like so like 15 years ago,
1: like he probably like got a contract with them like when he first came on the scene and just, like Burger King well, just hasn't done anything.
0: That's what I was thinking. I was like, can I get a documentary on how Chris Brown got into Burger King franchise and like He was why? really into the chicken fries when yeah. he was 16. <laughs> See, just a big believer in chicken for they're going somewhere, man. This is the next thing. It's so much better than nuggets. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> so true. Or maybe just a lover of Whoppers. Who knows, man? I don't know. I don't know. The I, flame-grilled patty does it for him. I want to know what's, what's the deal with Whoppers or Burger King and Chris Brown. Anyways, happy birthday, Chris <laughs> Brown. You're 32. Live yes, it up, sir. man. Happy birthday. I'm sure you will live it up. Anyways, okay. Dave, you ready to rip some headlines? Let's rip it, Doc. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Okay, now, uh, this first thing, I want to start off with the title of a news story I saw on my uh, Apple News. Mm-hmm. Now, full disclaimer, listeners, I didn't actually click on it because I, nope. I I just thought it was so weird. All I did was write it down because I was just like, <laughs> that's weird. The, the, the title uh, of the story was, quote, I own North America's Deadliest Ants.
1: Hmm. Deadliest Ants?
0: Ants as in the insect oh god and
1: yeah, I, I have no desire to know anything about well
0: i was it. just like what like i mean first of all listeners i don't know of any ants that have killed anyone in north america like right i remember i think we like there may have been another
1: story about this and we read something where it's like an insane number of ants need to bite you at the same time yeah what well, it i mean it's got to like, be anything
0: like, I mean, I I, I like mean, in the
1: thousands, and it since, has to be.
0: Since I haven't heard anyone of dying from ants, I'm going to go ahead and guess that none of them are that deadly. Nope. Like, right. now, after that, of course, I started to wonder what is the world's deadliest ant? Well, I had to check it mm. out. And of course, you can guess where it's from Australia. Correct.
2: Oh, Correct. Let's go. Australia
0: of course it's from Australia Of course It's the bulldog ant Ew Oof. The bulldog ant Their bite apparently causes extreme allergic reactions And has mm. killed someone in under 15 minutes Jeez Dang it really, One ant did that? One ant, one bite, 15 minutes Wow Jeez How is this thing massive? No, it's a, you know, little teeny ant. Little teeny ant. Dang. And of course... thing is like one of those big spiders. And of course, the second most deadly ant is also from Australia. Girl, come on! Mm. Of course. Of course. It's like called the green head ant. I just looked into the bulldog ant. I didn't look into the second one. But no, yeah, yeah, it's from Australia too. Anyways. Wow. That's all I have, Dave. Listeners, take home message: Don't tango with the bulldog ants. Just don't go
1: to Australia. Don't
0: well, if you do, <laughs> stay away from stay most indoors. all of the animals. <laughs> uh, if 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 you do tango with a uh, koala bear, make sure they're subdued. Because they look cute, but those things are pretty deadly, too. They'll F you up, they too. They can get pretty yeah. crazy. You got to watch out. And and kangaroos, we've all seen that muscular kangaroo. You don't want to get... Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. definitely not. Nope. No, thank you. Anyways, okay. Uh, Dave, this next story, very interesting, out of Billings, Montana. Uh, a man was sentenced for the crime of attacking another man in a gunfight over fake meth word oh nice yes and he bought that fake meth from the man in a parking lot of a walmart sweet
1: Mm, of course he did and i gotta i I feel like a meth like a meth head isn't someone you want to like fake out yeah exactly
0: that's what i was thinking and and you know i gotta be honest dave if you gave me a multiple choice question of where did a small-level meth deal turn into a gunfight, and Choice C was the parking lot of a Walmart in Billings, Montana?
1: Oh, yeah, that's automatic.
0: I'd probably choose C. Yeah. 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 I'd go with it. Anyways, so James is the man that we're talking about. James showed up to the Billings uh, Walmart uh, parking lot, paid $3,000. $3,000. He was he was planning on mm. distributing this meth, no doubt, you know? Mm. Doing a little yeah, yeah, small-time yeah. dealing himself. Uh, he paid $3,000 for the package that the man said was meth. Turns out it was rock salt. And uh, James was not pleased. <laughs> was, was not pleased that he got rock salt. And apparently James and his friend and another man knew where this man lived and went out to his house... Gosh, you can't do that if they know where you live. (laughs) That's... And went back and and started shooting. Now, of course, uh, you know, later on, uh, James and his friends were apprehended. I'm guessing the man that sold the fake meth was too, but uh, it didn't say, so I don't know. I guess maybe he could have just got off for selling fake meth, but I feel like that's an arrestable offense too. But anyways... um, That's a good question. Like, can we can we follow up on that? Right, let me follow up on that. That sounds good. We'll, yeah. I'm going to call up a lawyer, have him on as a guest. Us, there you go. Tell, I'm thinking about selling some fake meth myself, Mr. Lawyer Man. What's going on illegal? with that? Is What's, that illegal? I mean, what am I looking for if I do that? Um, now, but, but like you said, like, I would hope the dude that sold the fake meth was unaware that James knew where he lived. Like... Yeah. Because if he knew that James knew where he lived and still sold him fake meth, come on,
1: he's stupid.
0: Come on, like, Girl, come on. I I feel like that's a pretty general rule that if you're going to sell fake drugs, you need to have a pretty low profile. Like,
1: yep, or like leave town.
0: Exactly, like you need to give James a fake name and then immediately haul out of Billings. That's what you need to do. Like that's, and second like. I mean, I feel like this dude should already know, but people that buy meth in Walmart parking lots, they're not rational people. Nope. You know?
1: No, no, no. no.
0: <laughs> not that I have any personal experience, but for this case, I don't think you need any personal well, We've su- read an, We've read enough of these yeah. stories to know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've seen. I've seen Arby's parking lots, Walmart parking lots. You don't want to deal with folks in those two parking lots. Nope. Then it's not going to go well. Um, nope. Anyways, Dave, this is a a weird one out of Chile. The country Chile. Uh, So security cameras at a gas station called a dude uh, pumping gas at his car. When a van pulls up, guys jump out of it and try to rob the man that is pumping his gas. Jeez. Now, in response, the dude that's pumping gas casually turns to them and sprays them with the gas like it's a water hose. Okay. He just turns nice. around, just... And I gotta be honest, I was a little surprised at how high velocity the gas came out. I was like, That's a fact. Wow. Oh. I didn't okay. think it was gonna come out like that. I thought it was just gonna, like, dribble out.
1: But... Yeah, it, it like, shot out, huh? Yeah. And
0: and okay. in the article, the the author, I mean, it was from, from kind of some janky dank news article. It wasn't from, like, cnn but in the article mm-hmm. they were like why wouldn't the robbers think about this before they try to rob the guy the guy is holding a weapon a, a weapon capable of spraying noxious dangerous highly flammable uh, flammable liquid all over you word which i mean kind of makes sense but it also doesn't you know that's not enough for them to stop no worries. no yeah. and, and like also that's a ballsy move by that dude so true Cause like, totally. yeah. it's like rolling out a grenade and just hoping the other person's not crazy enough to pull it. Like, right? <laughs> you know, right. like that's not because I mean, like, you're like if you spray, Next him, thing you know, that
1: guy's gonna take a, like a, a lighter. Yeah, out and light them all
0: up. Exactly. Like he pulls out a Zippo and we all explode into a fireball together. That's Jeez. that's no good. That's no bueno. That's a fact. Well, you know, I'm just saying and.
1: God, that'd be a crazy story. Freaking blows up the whole Ex- gas station,
0: exactly. And like, I mean, you know, again, we're banking on these guys in in the van not being crazy. And I, I've got to say, whether I'm in a parking lot of Walmart in Billings, Montana, or pumping gas in Chile, I'm banking on the person being crazy as shit. That's what I'm mm-hmm. going with. Oh yeah, That's, oh yeah. I don't know about you guys out there, listeners, but hmm mm mm. Haven't had any listeners from Chile in a while. Come on, Chile, get Step on the Doc G up. show. Do it. Stop robbing people at gas stations. Yeah. Turn on the Doc G show. Spend your time doing that. Uh, Way more productive. Dave, semi-local news here out of Melbourne, mm-hmm. down, cool. down, down the coast. Down um, under. Yeah. No, our, our down under. Uh yeah. So last week, a shirtless 19-year-old man was arrested after breaking into apartments. Yielding two knives at uh, Addison Point Apartment Homes. Mm. So he broke into the apartment homes. He apparently tried to stab one of the uh, individuals in the apartment. Uh, Not too long after that, somebody else in the apartment called the cops. Now, uh, that's when the sort of interesting part happened. The cops got there and were taking the 19-year-old into custody. And he first told them he was, quote... A world famous wrestler. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Then he said, "Watch out! I know how to fight." Um oh, just what you want to tell a cop. <laughs> yeah. Even though he knew how to fight, it, it apparently didn't seem too hard for the police to arrest him. They right. They arrested him <laughs> with no problem. Hmm. Um, so luckily, uh, the world famous wrestler was arrested, and no one was injured. So that was good. That was good. Was he a world-famous wrestler? Turns out no, Dave. What? No. Yes. Surprising. Surprising. He shocked me there. Now, I gotta say, though, sometimes the best thing about these local stories, listeners, is if you get a chance, just go online and read the story and then take a look at the folks commenting below. That's, That's some of the best stuff. Is yeah, the comments it's so, below. It's so bad. So, so this was on Channel 6 in Orlando. And Frank, Frank felt like he needed to comment. And Frank said, quote, should have knocked on my door. I could have solved all of his problems. Oh, my goodness, Frank. Frank's like probably a
1: mid-50s. You like- know <laughs> it.
0: You know it. He's sitting there, don't tread on me, you know. Yeah, don't tread on me. Now, now Joe Mama. He's like, I know my rights, Joe Mama replied, and then he said, "Right!" exclamation point. To which Frank replied, "You already know." LOL. L-O-L. <laughs> which let's just take a step back there. Frank laughed out loud that he wants to murder people. Right. Hilarious. He would have taken it all. He would have blown his brains out. Hilarious. Like, what is your deal, Frank? Why are you going on to news websites and commenting that you want to murder a person that has no doubt issues of his own since he's going around thinking he's a world class wrestler? Come on, Frank.
1: Frank apparently has issues too. Get
0: a hobby, Frank. Yeah, hobby, man. So, another semi-local story, Dave, uh, about a school that maybe the famous wrestler went to, or maybe even Frank. Who knows? Maybe both. Hmm. Um, In Orange County, a school off of uh, Woodbury Road on Golfway Boulevard. Uh, It got a little bit of publicity last week because their warning of a school zone on the road was misspelled. Hmm. Oh. Instead of saying school, it said skohole. Words. Yeah, s c o h o l. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, sort of flipped the old h and the o. Didn't yeah. didn't get them in the right order. Now, um, obviously, right? They they have to stencil these letters in. I started thinking about it. Those are big letters. They have to paint those in individually. It's on
1: on the actual road? Yeah, on the asphalt. Okay. Yeah, you know, the big ones that you you ride over. In the white paint. Exactly,
0: yeah. And you gotta line those up individually. There's not like a giant stencil just for school. Like, you have to do S, C, and like, I started thinking about that. That means there were several minutes in between each letter. Like, Mm -hmm. they put down the C, and then they put down the O, and instead of being like, oh no, they were like, yep. H comes after this. That's what's mm-hmm. going on next. Oh. Yep. Now, what I started thinking was they probably actually did notice it and then they were like, mmm. They are like, f*** it. Yeah, they're like, nobody, <laughs> n- nobody's gonna notice. I'll just yeah. do this. This is fine. It's good. Yeah, it's fine. Well, they did notice. And uh, the paper, I love this, the paper contacted the county and a county spokeswoman said, quote, it was an honest mistake. That's a fact. But, Mm. Like, what is that supposed to tell us, lady? Of course. Like, I didn't think it was a dishonest mistake. Right. I didn't think the painter was trying to sabotage the school with He's a like, poorly... Sc- there'll
1: be so many accidents here. <laughs> yeah, No like, one will go the speed limit because they don't know what the school zone is.
0: Yeah. Like, second, like, I know it was an honest mistake, but still, sort of critical one for his job or her job. Like, I mean, it's for a school and you right. misspelled school. It's like being a bakery and burning all your samples, and then when you give them out, being like, honest mistake, our bad, enjoy these crumbs. Like, Ew. what? No, it's what you do. Get it right, man. Get it right. Okay, Dave, we're going to end this segment uh, on this side of the break with maybe... I think this is my favorite one for this uh, for this week. Uh, mm-hmm. just, just because it's, again, it's one of those images... It just makes me giggle every time I think about it. <laughs> so so this next story uh, is Somerset County, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and uh, police in Somerset have been looking for a man, oh, oh, well, or a person, sorry again, mm-hmm. person that stole over $3,000 worth of chainsaws oh. from a tree trimming company. He uh, He took them from the back of their trucks on April 5th, and April 6th. Now, now, the uh, the police had a list of potential suspects. Uh-huh. And on the list was Nate Gibbons. So uh, the police went over to Nate's house. And when the police, uh, the state trooper, showed up to Nate's house, he was in the garage, surrounded by
1: chainsaws.
0: Mm. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Some people collect trading cards. He collects chainsaws. <laughs> <laughs> and police... Said that as soon as they showed up, Nate became extremely nervous, Word. started shaking when the police started asking him questions. Oh God! It wasn't too long before the uh, troopers confirmed that it was him. Those were the chainsaws, and they ar- arrested him. That's a fact. Uh, I just I can't help but laugh every time I think about this. With Nate just sitting in a garage and the police showing up and being like, "Um, why do you have twenty-five chainsaws around you right now?" What? <laughs> the, these
2: <laughs> these chainsaws? He's just like
0: ferociously shaking. These I these chainsaws are natural chainsaws. I grew these in the backyard. Huh? These are natural chainsaws, so these aren't these aren't the ones you're looking for. I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Like, come on, come on, Nate. At least hide them for a little bit. You got to launder the stuff you steal for a little bit, man. Yeah, you need to
1: get a storage unit, (laughs) dummy.
0: Something going on here. Come on, Nate. Oh, just, oh, Nate. It just makes me laugh, man. I can't help it. Just think of Nate sitting in his chainsaw-filled garage. Oh, no. Oh, they somehow found me. Oh, well, Nate, I hope it's not too bad for you, man. Anyways, (laughs) we are going to take a break We are going to hear from our guest of honor, of course, none other than you know. Right now, we are going to hear his fantastic song, "No Going Back," right here on the Doc G Show. And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, uh, Florida. Dave? Hmm.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, do
0: us a favor.
1: Go on your podcast downloading app and download the Doc G Show. Whatever platform Mm -hmm. you use. We're on there. Doc's got it covered. That's true. Okay. Once yep. you do that, go on the Instagram and check mm-hmm. out the Doc G Show. Doc's mm-hmm. figured out how to do a reel. <laughs> so check high out tech. our reels. Yeah. He is fancy. I'm And check tech. out the website, www.thedocgshow.com, mm-hmm. for a little bit of
0: schedule and some other mm-hmm. stuff on there, y'all. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. That was very You're good. You're welcome. Thank you. Very good. Thank you. Uh, the last reel, folks, uh, 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 featured Dave. It was yes. a day feature. It was uh, a good one, you know. It was. It was. It, it's. It's been a slow gainer as far as likes and v- views. It. It slowly built up momentum when I put it out. I don't yeah. know. I'm not a good with the timetables of when the optimal when time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Nope. I don't know. And I usually tend to choose bad times. But that's a fact. Whatever. Anyways, we'll blame COVID. Yeah. yeah it's, it's all COVID's fault. Wait. Fart. What? Fart? What? Uh, anyways. Let's go to some shout outs here. Yes, uh, first off, it. shout out to Sydney who's filling in as program director once again. Shout Good out. to have you back, shout Sydney. Out to Sid. We love you. Fantastic to have you back. She's doing two roles at the radio. She's just overstretched. She's doing everything.
1: Hustler, hustler.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um, I'm going to do the regulars in one breath. Here we go. All right. Knock it out. Ahem. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida; Columbia, South Carolina; Gainesville, Florida; Dublin, Ireland; Ashburn, Virginia; Winfield, West Virginia; San Diego, California; Katy, Texas; Boardman, Oregon; Genoa, Italy; Anoka, Minnesota; Orlando, Florida; Radford, Virginia; Peoria, Illinois; Tulsa, Oklahoma; Barcelona, Spain. Shout out. Okay, boom. Ooh, I had a little trip up there. Two you trip still ups. Got it, though. It's all right. Still got yeah. It. Still good, still good. All those guys, of course, being regulars, we appreciate the love. Keep listening. Thank you. Yes, please. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, shout out to a couple return listeners from last week. that came right back. Came right back. Thank you, guys. Needham, we Massachusetts. You back. Needham, they came back. Needham came back. Yeah, uh, we need them. And then Stony Brook, New York. They came back. Yes! And then sweet. Matsudo Japan, all three came right back. Ooh. We appreciate it, guys. Thanks for coming back. So true. A um, couple of other folks I wanted to shout out. First off, it's already happened, Dave. Anchorage, Alaska. Aaron, if there that's you, you with Wild Alaskan Company, you know who to call. We're here. Advertising. Do shout it. Yes. Do it. Doc G uh, will do it for you. Wait, exactly. Uh, Zamora. Mexico. Shout That's right. Out. Shout out Christ. to Zamora. It's uh, right in between Guadalajara and Mexico City. Sick. Its its motto is "Cradle of illustrious men." Hmm. Oh, yeah. So we should probably be there, Dave. That's all I'm saying. Cool. Yeah, we're illustrious. We can, we can learn some things. We should be there. War. We should be there. Uh, also, shout out to uh, our listeners in Sacktown. They're back. Citrus Heights. Oh, put they're back. back. Sacktown.
1: Citrus yeah. Heights.
0: Yeah. As Tupac says, Oakland to Sacktown, the Bay Area, and back down. Cali is where they put their Mac down. Give me love. Boom. Shout out. <laughs> Woo. Lastly, shout out to uh, Melbourne, Australia. Shout Getting out to the week. other Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, I lied. And shout out lastly. To Washington D.C., getting a lot of Joe. listens this week in the Capitol. Shout out to the Capitol. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe Jill and Joe. Shout, Shout out to out. Jill and Joe. Maybe. Mm. Maybe maybe a little Doctor Jill. Listen to a little Doc G. Who knows? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, okay, Could Dave. Be. We got a couple uh, couple stories that I wanted to get Rolling back over. to here. Okay. Yeah, hmm mm-hmm. uh, The first one, uh, yeah, minor story here. Uh, in Texas. Mm-hmm. So this story is in southwest Texas, mm-hmm. uh, near near New Mexico. Uh, okay. This is in Guadalupe National Park. So in Guadalupe Park, they have a lot of trail cameras, mm-hmm. you know, for the forest rangers there. Right. And uh, on the trail uh, p- camera, they caught a mountain lion in one video. Mm. Oh, now, shoot. That's not too weird for Guadalupe Park. They're Mm -hmm. they're spotted pretty frequently because uh, they hunt uh, mule deer. There's a lot Mm. of mule deer, and they like to get down on those, apparently. Okay. Uh, Now, the strange part of this this mountain lion was that it's wearing a tracking collar. Oh. Yeah. Now, that's strange because the park themselves haven't tracked any mountain lions since the 1980s. Word. Mm Mm-hmm. So since mountain lions are known to roam large areas of land, they think it's a mountain lion from another place, wandered oh. a long distance. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And they haven't. They haven't located who. Uh, whose mountain lion is? So uh, first off, Dave, I gotta say, uh, whoever is quote unquote tracking the mountain lion isn't doing a very good job. That's um.
1: exactly what I was thinking.
0: <laughs> I mean, isn't that? No, what it's supposed to do, right? Like, if
1: it goes outside of a perimeter, it should send you a message. (laughs) Like, a notification. Whoever
0: whoever they actually get in touch with is going to be like, what? It is? Oh, man, we totally forgot about that thing. All right, cool. (laughs) Thanks for letting us know. That's nice. Okay. Second. died. Well, second, I don't think this is another mountain lion. I think this is the oldest mountain lion in history. This is a 35-year-old mountain lion. Oh. Yeah. From when
1: they were tracking it before?
0: Exactly. I think this is Me and this mountain lion are of the same age. (laughs) We need to hang out, me and this mountain lion. We could see... We could tell the same stories. Two oldies but goodies. That's right. The decades that we have seen, you do not know. (laughs) You do not know, folks. Anyways, shout out to that mountain lion. There you go. Um, Shout out. Dave... Interesting story about moving. So, okay. Madison Kohout I think Kohout I'm I'm not. she got a, she get an interesting last name? K O H O U T. Hmm. Cohout. Spell, spell it again. K O H O U T. Kohout
1: Cohout. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cohout. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Oh, no.
1: Kohout Maybe.
0: Well, no. that's what I, I thought. No. That would be two. O's. double O. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Kohout. We'll go with Kohout. it. Anyways. Yeah. Kohout. Madison, uh, she's made a couple of fairly popular social media posts mm-hmm. uh, over the last couple weeks about her moving from Oklahoma to Arkansas. Okay. Now, obviously, that doesn't seem like a real noteworthy thing. No, it doesn't. But the reason that it's uh, been getting noticed is that she unknowingly moved... Into a retirement village. Hmm. I've always wondered if that was possible. Yeah, yeah. Now it, it really depends on how the retirement village is set up. Apparently, because mm-hmm. it depends on like if they are uh, equal opportunity uh, like housing markets, mm-hmm. or if it is purely set up for like you know senior care. Apparently, mm-hmm. this was like an equal opportunity housing. It's just advertised two seniors oh so like what if it says 55 and up you don't technically have to be 55 depends like yeah depends on how they actually set up the commercial real estate that it is apparently okay that's that's what i'm thinking of because i'm thinking of
1: like individual homes
0: yeah yeah that and this this is actually apartments that was in this Uh, situation Oh,
1: yeah yeah okay
0: so uh I love how in the article, it says that it took her a week after she moved in to realize that it was not a retirement village. Huh? That's so a, funny. A week. Note that, listeners. A week before she noticed that everyone had gray hair, drove five miles per hour, and went to sleep at four in the afternoon.
2: So true. Hey, and, how looks
0: and every weird. restaurant had early bird specials. Exactly. Exactly. It took her a week, and then she took a picture. She noticed the sign, which, again, you'd think <laughs> maybe somewhere in that week you'd be like, Hey, does that sign say Senior Citizen Apartments? Huh. Weird. Huh. But uh, people have been asking her, you know, how it's, how it's going. And initially she was upset, but now she's pretty psyched about it because... She said it's pretty much always quiet. She never has to worry about there being loud, annoying noises. Nope. And she said she can play music pretty much whenever she wants and as loud as she wants because pretty much none of her neighbors can hear. Oh,
1: jeez.
0: Nobody complains. And lastly, she said all of her neighbors are generally interested in how she's doing because, you know, they don't have much going on. So when she passes by and they're like, Hey, Madison, how's it going? They really want to know. They're like, give yeah. me the deets. Give me some info. <laughs> I'm interested. I got That's, nothing. I'm just hanging out. Come she's on now. She's an
1: old soul.
0: Yeah. So, and I'll, uh, full disclaimer, Dave. Uh, last time I moved uh, back here to Florida, mm-hmm. I almost moved into a retirement village. You would have fit in there good. I, <laughs> I honestly thought it wasn't a mistake. I thought about it. I was like, and literally I thought mainly about that first one I was like it'd be quiet that'd be pretty dope I like that that'd be nice <laughs> like I, you, but you know you know you know you know me every now and then I get raucous a that's little a lot. I don't I don't actually get wild but i I had to put it on the radio and act like I am anyways right. uh Dave uh you ready for the second birthday suit Let's give it to me okay I'm pretty confident on this one too um not as confident as the first mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. so i'm gonna give it 85 percent okay but i'm pretty i mean you gotta know this person that i would be amazed it took you a while for for uh um who was it uh ed chris ed, brown no no ed uh ed Sheeran. Oh, ed sheeran took yeah. you a little bit for ed this is sort yeah. of like ed a little bit so i don't Ooh. know we'll see Ooh. anyways Born on May 5th, 1988 in London, England. Robin uh, Thicke, I don't know. Yeah, he's <laughs> Robin older than he's, he's not English either. Nope. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> by the young age of four, our birthday suit wearer became obsessed with singing. She ended up going to the Brit Performing Arts and Technology School in Croydon. She was actually classmates with Leona Lewis and Jesse J, who were actually two other, you know, famous singers, which, wow, what a class. Good Lord. Yes! Um, when she graduated, she released two songs. One of her friends posted one of the songs on MySpace, and a representative from XL signed her to the record label. She started headlining and touring in 2008. She released her album 19. For the album, she won two Grammys. Uh, her second album, 21, exploded with the songs... Someone like you rolling in the deep and set fire to the rain. That is Adele. Adele is correct. What's yes. Oh, come Nicely on. done. I Better my, on Adele I than Ed, Ed Sheeran. Nicely done. Nicely done. Uh, she ended up winning six Grammys in 2012 for the album. Man, it sold over that's 35 impressive. million albums. In 2013, she won another Grammy for a live version of Set Fire to the Rain. In 2014, Mm -hmm. she won a Grammy for her James Bond song, Skyfall. She then released 25 in 2015, which had the smash hit Hello. The album sold over 20 million copies. In total, she has sold over 120 million albums and has... 15 Grammys with only three albums. That is impressive as shit. 15 albums or 15 Grammys with only three albums. Let me give you a little comparison, listeners. Jay Z has 23 Grammys on 14 albums. Jay is hitting 1.6 Grammys per album. Adele's hitting She's five. five.
1: Yeah, five.
0: Oof. It's insane. It's crazy. Her voice hmm. is crazy. Uh, she's single nowadays. Wait, what? She she got she got divorced. So, um, it's all you saying. Doc. Yeah, <laughs> I'm <laughs> just saying, Adele. <laughs> hey, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm here. You know. He'll, he'll clean up for you. I don't I don't have 15 Grammys, but I gotta He's got a show that people 15 in, inches of hair though that people in Anchorage, Alaska, listen to. 15 and, people and Ashburn. And I don't need to go down the list. You know the list. I just said yeah, it a little bit ago. You just heard them. Nope. Anyways. Happy birthday, Adele. It's also weird to think Adele is He's a year than older uh, than Chris Brown.
1: Yeah, that's weird. That's what? a really weird thing.
0: What? That, that yeah, just messed my them, mind up. And both of them are younger than me. What? Come on. Come on, guys. Stop being Man. younger than me. It's not fair. Get out of town. Anyways. We are going to take a break, but you know what? But you know what, listeners? What? We're getting ready to take a break and hear from one of our favorite guests of all time, the Magic City Hippies. We are hearing their new song, Diamond, right here on the Doc G Show. Here you go. Here you go, listeners. Take it and like it. Woo! moving the cake and you turn on it. Looking for the but we're we'll cigarettes. Moving the cake, and I'm a better mess. I'm better. Yeah. Choose like a diamond, rich when you find
1: fine yeah. Stick to the island, fist to the side.
0: UNF Jacksonville Welcome back to the show everybody today we are very happy to have a terrific songwriter and musician you know you know how are you
2: sir? Hey, I'm doing well. how are you?
0: Mm not bad man not bad you know it's getting summertime it's it's may it's lovely this time of year and uh i know you're aware of how it is here in jacksonville um but you've made your way to new york so how's brooklyn life so far
2: uh brooklyn's been great it's been weird over the last year just because i had like a kind of whirlwind year of moving to new york and kind of really experiencing it and everything happening and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. being such a busy place and then over the last year it's just been pretty quiet yeah things are starting to get back to normal kind of now and things are livening up again which is nice
0: yeah yeah how's um how is the you know i guess how would the pandemic how did how did it feel in in new york i mean because you guys have been sort of through the whole thing it was intense it was huge at the beginning and now it seems to be getting a lot better they said they were going to open it up in like july the whole city so have you yeah have have you felt that personally or have you been secluded enough where you sort of eh, eh. i've
2: i've definitely felt it it was it was a strange experience like right when everything was starting where everybody started talking about it here and then like there was early on there's like a few cases here and Mm -hmm. people were like oh it's made its way to new york now yeah and then uh kind of as it started to grow everyone was like okay i'm not going out anywhere and everyone for quite a while was just stuck at home like a lot of places weren't open like you'd barely hear any noise outside there weren't many people driving and like if you did have to take the train usually it was pretty empty uh, and then like slowly things started to kind of get a little bit busier and a bit busier and now things are like way busier than they used to be because uh, like a lot of people getting vaccinated and just like a place is opening up now you, you, like you can sit at the bar now at bars uh, starting so, yeah, yesterday. <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> I, I know you know when you were here in Jacksonville I mean that's that's sort of one of your things that you're you're known for is is sort of being a bedroom producer a, a guy that was just all about your music in in your in your room did that change when you mm-hmm. got to new York were you were you going out before the pandemic hit were you heading out or was it still a lot of room music
2: uh definitely a lot of room music <laughs> i i moved into a new apartment now which is bigger so i have a room right next to my bedroom where i make music oh now. nice so I've, I've slightly moved out of the bedroom nice <laughs> just barely there's one door separating my music in a bedroom now well you know for me i
0: find that a little bit better you know i can't really yeah. mix anything with my i mean which i don't know i guess i guess if you're making music i guess it's good for it to like seep into your Sleeping, you I mean it might border on insane, but you know, it's it's good I guess to always be around you. But like if I'm doing something like work, I gotta put it in another room or it's just gonna, mm. gonna ruin my sleep. So I would say upgrade. But that's just me. I would yeah. say upgrade.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it was always uh like definitely beneficial having all of my music gear right where I was in my bedroom constantly. Mm. But like, like, cause that way, like if I came up with an idea, I could just go right to my desk and work on it or pick up my guitar real quick. Yeah. So I like, I like having a, a music studio set up at home. I feel like I'll always have something like that uh, at home because it's so nice to have it at my fingertips. For sure. For sure.
0: Well, now I, um, I'm guessing, I'm guessing since you're sort of a, a home music producer, do, do you go out a lot to eat? or do you or do you like to cook?
2: Uh, I do a mixture because there's a lot of good food in New York for sure, so I like try to go out and and taste it, but a lot of times I'm just like going picking up groceries and making stuff at home.
0: I got you. well, now, this is what I, I love to ask all my guests, and yes! had them from all over the country, really, the most actually, I mean, and not intentional, but the most from Nashville. I've got like so many recommendations from Nashville, but if I'm coming mm-hmm. up to New York and I'm looking for a place to eat, and I call you up and I say, hey, I need your best recommendation right now. And it doesn't have to be necessarily your, your favorite or what you think is the best. Just tell me what you're feeling right now. If I ask you that question, where would you send me?
2: Uh, there's there's so many places. It's a it's a hard choice. You do you there's, want me to do you
0: want me to go down to genre? Do you want me to give you like a a, a type of food?
2: Yeah, I feel like a, I feel like a genre, a little type of food would be good. What, what what type of cuisine?
0: Uh, let's go let's go. Uh, I mean, if you got an Italian place, I'm a sucker for Italian. Let's go Italian. Ooh, Italian.
2: Uh, there's <laughs> I, I'm so bad at this. I'm terrible with names. <laughs> and there was there's there's there's, there's several places. There's... Oh, there's a place called Poly G's that I love. That's a pizza place oh. in uh, in New York. theres a, a pizza place in Brooklyn. Okay. And I, I'm i vegan. I've been vegan for like 14 years. Wow. And they have... Uh, they, they don't like... They, they serve uh, vegan options. So they they have like very good vegan options where it's barely any like there's like some vegan cheese on it but it's barely that it's mostly this like really nice crispy but fluffy crust that has uh, toasted sesame seeds at the bottom Jeez. which I've never had on a pizza before but it's delicious like their pizza sauce is great yeah they can have like they'll give you the most simple pizza and it'll be incredible
0: man Polly G's coming out with the vegan mm-hmm. options nicely done yeah, Polly G's man mm-hmm. 14 years so that's like what over half your
2: life you've been vegan Uh, almost half my life i'm 30 so a couple years close close man Mm -hmm. so Uh no well
0: actually yeah so like you know two 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 years you'll be you'll be half and half that's awesome yeah that is awesome yeah well uh like i said you grew up in uh in florida uh in largo Uh first and then in jacksonville was really where you were you uh you sort of grew quote unquote grew up you know um mm-hmm. and uh you know i saw one of your music videos you had regency mall you know in the split there uh split between <laughs> new york and and regency is that is that where you grew up in jacksonville and like the arlington area
2: yeah yeah i grew up in arlington i uh went to regency a lot growing up that was just my go-to hangout spot with my friends yeah we oh. just like walk around, go to Hot Topic, go to the uh, old skateboard store, Outer Limits that used to be there. Nice. I used to get all my skateboarding stuff there, all my clothes there. Yeah, I, was, I had a lot of good times there.
0: Nice, man. Nice. yeah. It's that's one of the things that it always like I don't think people from Jacksonville or from outside of Jacksonville know is how like you've got all these just little areas that are <laughs> are Jacksonville, but they're they're not. You know, they're out by themselves <laughs> and you have like, you know, you got Riverside and you got Jack's Beach and you got Arlington, you got Southside. And like, it's just all these. And, you know, people will talk about them like they're they're different cities. I mean, it's the same thing as like New York. You you talk about different boroughs and areas of boroughs and outside of the boroughs. that mm. like, but it's just it's just that weird thing that if you bring up Arlington to somebody that's like, you know, from Virginia, they're going to be like, what? Where? Uh-huh. Yeah. Where? Huh? Okay. Yeah, well uh what what's like one thing, now that you've been living in Brooklyn, have you have you noticed uh-huh. you missed anything about Jacksonville? Like just keep in mind we're on Jacksonville radio station so if you want to make up a couple of things you can and make make the listeners feel better like oh yeah he's sentimental about it but do you you miss anything about Jacksonville
2: yeah I'd say the main thing I miss that I that I bring up a lot to people here is just the like southern hospitality in Florida Mm. and just like how nice people are like you're walking down the street you see someone else you wave hi to them say good morning Mm -hmm. it's like not really a thing in New York you just kind of ignore each other at <laughs> almost any cost <laughs> it feels rude to say something to somebody yeah. like r- randomly on the street in new york so i miss that a lot i actually realized that for the first time on tour just like traveling to different parts of the country yeah and like sometimes i'd walk past someone in like a random state that i've never been to yeah. say hi to them and they'll just give me a weird look <laughs> but then like as soon as we go to like the south and go to a waffle house or something we like meet the sweetest people we've met in our whole lives it feels like it's true it's It's true yes Mm -hmm. that
0: that is definitely you know there are pockets i mean i feel like there are pockets in the north that are like that in the northeast that you can find like Mm. i i've i had some roommates in college that were from long island and i feel like there are pockets on long island that are definitely like they have that hospitality to a degree but yeah, uh, for, yeah, for sure in the sense. city, yeah, no, no, you're not, mm-hmm. you're not getting, <laughs> you're not getting anybody saying uh, top of the morning to you and, and asking you how you're doing. No. That'd be weird. No, I-
2: i was shocked that that happened to me a couple weeks ago i was walking down the street and someone just said good morning to me out of nowhere i was like whoa (laughs) like what happened are you lost did i do something (laughs) oh
0: man but so um go back to the time that you were in jacksonville uh you know sort of started your music You, you started playing guitar when you you saw a guitar at a flea market that was the first time you saw yeah. one in person and you got all jazzed mm-hmm. now up to that point had you ever thought of playing the guitar or was it literally just seeing it in person that you were like man that's pretty sweet i didn't know how sweet they are up in person or was it just like a thing you'd been thinking about and then you saw it at the flea market and you're like i gotta get that
2: yeah i don't know i feel like i never thought of myself doing music mm. when i was really young because i just didn't like have any access to instruments or like being able to record or anything like i just saw it as a thing is like the people on the radio do and the people on tv do and yeah and stuff like that but i had gotten fascinated by music at that point and like watching it on tv and watching live performances and stuff yeah so see like that was the context i always saw instruments in and guitars in and then seeing one in person for the first time was like wow like that's there it's right there and it was twenty (laughs) dollars and i was like i can actually have this
0: a high quality piece of equipment yeah
2: Yeah. (laughs) i begged my dad and he gave me a hard time about it too (laughs) he said i had to make sure i stuck with it If he's gonna spend his twenty dollars on this guitar and i i did
0: <laughs> let's be honest i mean that's that's i mean i, I feel like every dad is that way it's like oh, uh-huh. <laughs> because they've, they've seen too many things wasted and i know my dad probably uh-huh. saw like a thousand things and i'm like yes i will totally use this five days later <laughs> sitting on the ground not being used <sighs> yep <laughs> so, uh, so you're pretty much though self-taught when it comes to guitar. I mean, you had a few, like a handful of lessons when you first started, just a couple, mm-hmm. and and then you you went about it on your own, which which amazes me, because like hmm. you know, I I know musical theory to a degree. I learned it uh, uh, in in band, and I learned it like playing the guitar, and like you you have a formula, you have signatures, you have a language. And you're putting it all in language, but you're doing it off all of what you hear, which is, which is amazing to me because it's like sort of like going to a country and just listening to everybody and then like, oh, I got this. Let me speak this language. <laughs> like, have you, have you ever thought about going back and saying, you know what, I'll, I'll put the theory behind it? Or are you just not? I mean, no need.
2: I've, I've definitely thought about it. And I I want to do that one day and just like really learn about music theory because I realized when I started working with my live band that they all know music theory and they have like a vocabulary for the things I'm always trying to express to them. Yeah. So there's things that I just, I I have an idea, but I can't communicate it with them because I have never had to name it because it's just been me by myself in my bedroom playing guitar. Yeah. So like there'll be something I'm trying to explain where I'm like, a little bit faster than that like they're like oh eighth notes or 16th notes and i'm like i don't i don't know yeah <laughs> whatever whatever sounds like what i'm trying to say
0: yes to all and, of yeah, those it, things it's been difficult. Yes. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> so yeah that it, it's helped me learn i feel like a bit more uh music theory just like working with my live band mm-hmm. and having them like explain stuff or They'll ask me something and then I'll say, like, I don't know what I'm talking about. And then they'll tell me what it's called. And I'm like, there you go. Exactly that. <laughs> or like, I'll get compliments on music theory things. Like, people are like, I really like how you switch from this chord to like a minor seventh. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I just thought it sounded good there.
0: <laughs> I'm sure, I sure did.
2: <laughs> You're correct.
0: Uh, one, of, one of your things uh, that uh, sticks out to me, and I think to a lot of listeners, is how many influences you have that go into your music and I, I've heard you talk about different influences, Jack Johnson and AFI and flight of the Concords and Dell the funky homeo sapien and just like all over the board from rap to to rock to pop to you know everything mm-hmm. uh, and I, I know I've heard you talk about trying to like make bands with your friends when you were when you were way younger uh, when you started making music did you see yourself coming out as this like amalgamation of influences or were you gunning for like a particular style? Did you want to be like punk when you first started trying to make those bands or rock or Or was it just like let's do whatever?
2: It was it was kind of like uh, let's do whatever. It was all the bands that I was trying to start Mm. had like or would have had different sounds with my different friend groups. Yeah. So like the first band I think I tried to start would have been like a pop punk band Mm -hmm. with some like emo influences. Mm -hmm. And then I tried to start another band that was I remember like our main influence was uh, like Coheed and Cambria Mm. and like Rush and Queen and stuff.
0: Ah, the 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 nerdy rock. Band. Nice. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> and then when I started to make music by myself, I just started making kind of all over the place stuff. Nice. So that was, like, so as soon as I started making music by myself, I was just like, oh, I like all of these different things, so I might as well just yeah. make a song, like, for each of those sounds, basically. For sure. What, now, are you, mm. are you
0: the type of artist that, that is constantly, like, finding other artists that inspire you? Or is it now mainly your own sort of inspirations that go into it? Are you still finding artists that you're like, oh man, that's a, that's nice. I like that. And you get really into it.
2: Yeah, definitely. I, I find like a lot of new artists that I still um like really into and that inspired me a lot but then Mm. i'll also even rediscover kind of older artists or artists that i used to listen to yeah and kind of like listen to it knowing what i know now yeah or even through the ear of like i'll I'll hear a new artist and be like oh like that artist reminds me of paul simon or something and then i'll go back and re-listen to some old paul simon and notice things i didn't notice before yeah and and like stuff like that yeah for sure sure. i'm always finding inspiration
0: in old and new things yeah yeah well you know it always amazes me because some artists don't do that which i don't see how like they're pulling things out when they don't go to those artists because like you know johnny cash Mm -hmm. was one of those guys that he constantly was finding new artists like always until Mm -hmm. like until Mm -hmm. he died he was just pulling out new artists and being like oh i'm really into these people i'm really into these people and then there are Mm -hmm. some artists that just like don't even listen to anybody like literally like almost nobody else and you're like what how do you how do you make music without like i mean like you know how do you how are you finding that inspiring it's so weird um so so you've been doing like we said you've been doing sort of your own thing because none of those bands got really off the ground they never had a they hadn't never had a practice and so you were like all right (laughs) we'll just just do this myself here and so you started your cousin started you on fruity loops uh, the software, mm-hmm. and then you switched over to Ableton because you switched over to a Mac. Which listeners are aware, we've had some Ableton nerds on the show before, and I think I think Esterly and Big Data would be fine with me calling them nerds because they do nerd out on some <laughs> Ableton. Um, how long did it how How long did it take you to make that switch to like feel competent? Because like for the listeners that don't know, there are so many things. On this, on these softwares like this, on these dolls, it's insane. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I've been using Adobe Audition to edit the podcast version of this show for like five years, and I still don't know ninety. Oh, yeah, use that too. Like, I still don't know ninety-eight <laughs> percent of the functions of the software. Like, I'm just like, huh? I uh-huh. think there's something here. Maybe <laughs> I could do this. I don't know. Like, it's it's crazy. So. How long? How long did it take you to get sort of confident with Ableton? I feel
2: like like I feel like to really get confident, it took me about three years, probably. Yeah. I I like kind of just stopped putting out music for a few years, mm-hmm. and it was mostly just because I was getting I was like making a lot of music, but I was really just trying to figure out how to be able to do everything I wanted to do yeah. in Ableton. I didn't, I didn't want it to hinder me at all. Yeah. I didn't want to like have a moment where I want to do something and have no idea how to do it. Yeah. So yeah, it spent, I spent a lot of time figuring out Ableton and I, I would do like cover songs for my friends online. Nice. I would, I would charge $3 and I'd do a whole cover song on Ableton <laughs> just cause I was trying to get uh, a little bit of extra money for guitar parts to work on my guitar And, uh, yeah, I would just do a cover in about, like, an hour or two, or sometimes I'd spend longer on them, and it was a good challenge and kind of a good, like, exercise in figuring out how to do certain things, because I'd I'd hear something in a song and be like, I have no idea how I'm going to make that sound in Ableton, and I'd kind of challenge myself to figure it out.
0: That's nice, man. Man, and that's a good good rate for those people. Those people better still (laughs) have your, your cover songs. So you know, three years down the late uh, three years down the line when you're at the Grammys, they can be like, you know, I got a I got a you know I got a you know cover song here. This is original right here when he was learning Ableton right here. Like that's that that's why and so you, you said you're you did you make your whole guitar or was it just parts? Just just switching in and out of parts.
2: Yeah, just switching in and out parts. I, I always kinda customize my Guitars to some degree, nice. Gen- like then then I had like a kind of like a like a hundred dollar old uh, Fender Duosonic Sonic from the nineties, and I was just switching out the pickups and knobs and stuff because there was mm-hmm. like scratchy knobs and stuff. Yeah, and uh, now I, I still I still always work on my guitars. I'll get like vintage parts, uh, like a vintage neck and a vintage body, put that together. I'll make my own pick guard. And, Man add in like a bunch of different stuff, do the wiring, all that stuff. It's like a fun little hobby for me. Tinkering,
0: yeah. <laughs> make, and being, being, uh, making Frankenstein like Van Halen. Yeah, cool. Nice. <laughs> but, so, uh, w- with that, speaking sort of the self-production, I-, I was wondering, like, since, uh, since you've been doing it, basically since you started, uh, making music, when you signed to Sub Pop, uh, has that has that changed any like have they asked you to work with anybody or have you worked with anybody since uh since you started with an actual like label
2: yeah they they never asked me to do anything with anyone uh like i on my ep all i really did was uh work with people on mixing and mastering yeah but recording it i just did it all in my bedroom again (laughs) and uh then lately, I've been I've been kind of branching out and working with like a few people here and there. Nice. Still mostly in my bedroom, but it's it's nice to have uh, somebody else's ear. And I'll, I'll be stuck on a song and not know exactly where to go with it. I'll uh, bring it to somebody and they can kind of like give their input. Sometimes I'll be like, I don't like that idea at all. <laughs> and I just won't use it. And sometimes I'll be like, oh, I love that idea. And, and yeah. I'll just throw that into the song. So that's been a lot of fun. And also just people having other equipment that I don't have, like vintage synthesizers and stuff. Yeah. with sounds that i can't get on my own and yeah or just don't know how to get on my own so yeah for it's sure. been a lot of fun uh working with other people in that way for sure
0: well is there uh you know is there anybody out there right now like artist or producer that you you would like say automatically to that you'd be so excited to to work with that you can think of off the top of your head that you're like yeah that person, man, that'd be fun.
2: Oh yeah, Kenny Beats. I'd say I'd I'd really like to work with Kenny Beats. Nice. He, uh, yeah, he he produces a lot of stuff in a lot of different genres and like like I feel like he produces in a similar way to me where he does like uh like electronic stuff with samples and like drum samples and stuff and uh, a lot of like stuff in Ableton but then also uses live instruments like bass and guitar. And like warping them through tape or putting different effects on them to make them sound different, yeah, uh, and like very unique. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like he has a very similar approach to me. So I feel like, I feel like our ideas would mesh together well.
0: Yeah, there's some good uh, Rico Nasty songs that he does that I oh yeah that I like mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, he's that that would be uh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, so. Talking about like, uh, I go back to, to Sub Pop there. Um, you 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 signed with Sub Pop just uh, a, you know a, a couple of years ago it was 2018, mm-hmm. and uh, Ish uh, Ish Butler, longtime artist and an AR guy who now AR guy at Sub Pop. He heard you on SoundCloud and he messaged mm-hmm. you. Now yeah, we get messages on the shows SoundCloud all the time, and they're always. Weird bullcrap blog or you know bot page of like hey we love your stuff like when when you got a message from Ish Butler did you actually like believe like yeah sure Sub Pop gotcha yeah cool like did, (laughs) did you believe it?
2: I I don't I I feel like I've had a lot of strange experiences on the internet like that. Yeah. So I I I was slightly skeptical, but like once I looked at his page and then like researched him and stuff and yeah. got his email address and all that, then I was like, "Okay, this is this is real." But I was I was definitely skeptical at first, but <laughs> There's there's been stranger things on the internet, so for sure, for sure. Well, and that that's
0: really full circle for you, sort of, because you know, Sub Pop, it, I heard it was one of the only two record labels that, like that you ever actually tried to contact, like that you sent yeah. your stuff to. Uh, did mm-hmm. you bring that up to him when you signed with them?
2: Uh, yeah, I I definitely brought it up to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't. Uh, somebody on Sub Pop, I, I brought it up to, and uh, like. No one knew at all. <laughs> of course, I didn't. I didn't even get a response. I have a famous loser letter that they'll that they'll send out to uh, submissions that they get yeah. that uh, are rejected, yeah. and I didn't even get one of those. So. Uh,
0: <laughs> uh, what? I, I felt like like if, if you were like, you know, if you were like the most confident person in the world, I feel like you should have just been like, I, in order for me to sign this contract, I'm going to need you a formal written apology that you didn't recognize my greatness five years ago. Thank you. Like, sound, that sounds like something like, I don't know, like Prince would do. Somebody like that would just be like, uh, you're going to need to be able to apologize before I'm going to sign with that. But, uh, uh, Miss my chance, <laughs> but now this is like I feel like it's a bit of a result of like the digital streaming age. But like, you had never really played like formal live shows up to that point, right? Like there hadn't been like you mm-hmm. you hadn't been going on tour or anything like that before you signed with Sub Pop, right?
2: No, 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 not at all.
0: Man, that that is that is wild. So you've been you had been playing music for like a decade uh, basically mm-hmm. and and then all of a sudden you're playing live shows uh, were you were you nervous like those i mean those first shoes uh, those first shows i feel like i'd be like out of my not mind with nerves were you were you nervous
2: yeah i was incredibly nervous for all of my like first shows probably my first 15 shows i had butterflies yeah. like right before i got on stage I I played my first few shows, and I was extremely nervous for, like, an hour before every show. Yeah. Then, like, after a while, I got a little bit more used to it. And I would be confident all day, thinking, like, okay, like, this is fine. Like, I'm just going to do a great job, as I always do, and blah, blah, blah. And then, like, right before I get on stage, like, 15 minutes before, I just have butterflies, and I just... I'd get so nervous. (laughs) But, like, over time were there Mm -hmm. any
0: royal screw-ups there at like at the beginning like were there any bad ones where it really was a bad hurdle in in any of the shows or did they all go pretty smooth
2: oh generally they went pretty smooth there'd be like always always something at most shows there's at least one thing somebody does it's off or something that doesn't quite work properly yeah i'd say though the worst mess up was when we played uh, a festival for sub pop that was uh for like a a big birthday they had i think it was their like 25th or 30th birthday mm-hmm. and we went we, we went on stage we did sound check like some things weren't working uh through sound check yeah but we thought we like fixed everything like got on stage time to play there like my computer stopped working mm-hmm. like partially and halfway during a song oh there's a song where my drummer just like forgot the drum beat of the song and just just played the first thing that came to his mind <laughs> which was it was just like twice the speed of the song <laughs> but then he then he then he snapped back into into normal mode and got it back together like i messed up my guitar solo there's just that everything was going on one of the pedals we had broke uh. so i had to borrow something from somebody and Yeah, Yeah, It was was a lot going wrong, but people were really supportive even after that. People noticed all of the things that were happening, (laughs) but afterwards they came up and they were like, oh, you powered through it, like, great job, like, I know you guys had some difficulties, but it was entertaining, and like, people were cheering really loudly, like, we would mess up a song, have to restart it. And then once we finished it the second time around, people went wild for it. Nice. So after that, after that and all those mess ups, I was like, people are just out to have a good time. You know, no one's no one's going to be happy to see me fail or like upset that like we did such a bad job. You know, so yeah, everyone just wants to have a good time.
0: They they appreciate the humanizing factor. Like, oh man, mm-hmm. it sucks. Screwed up a song. Like, you know, they they, they can deal mm. with it, you know? It was uh, Let's start again. It's not like it's really that bad for them. They just get to hear another song. Mm-hmm. Let's do it, you know? Yep. <laughs> so so you you uh during that that touring sort of phase there cuz you only got a little bit of a taste of it. You got like 2 years and then the pandemic hit and nothing okay. again like but you <laughs> you played the uh you played royal albert hall in london which mm-hmm. i mean like going from your bedroom to royal albert hall the place where jimmy hendrix played and bob dylan and the who and pink floyd and on and on and on like i feel mm-hmm. like even if, if i were you even though i had millions of streams on the internet like what you do I'd still be thinking in my head, like, is anybody going to show up to the show? Like, this is in Europe. <laughs> like, does anybody even know? Is this going to happen? Like, were you worried when you went
2: to Europe? Like, are people going to show up to the show? I mean, it, it did happen a lot of times. There, There's shows, because usually I'm, I'm the opener. Yeah. So it's there's people there to see the headliner and then i'm just like kind of a extra little treat and people will see me and be like wow i've never heard of you before but like loved it or like i've f- heard of you and didn't know you're playing this show so I came yeah. out and like then some people will be there just to see me yeah. but then in between we'll do uh headlining shows so those are the ones where i'm always really nervous about like are people gonna show up or like how many people yeah and like it's a sa- it's the same thing kind of in europe and in america where i'll be in a random city and maybe like only a handful of people will show up, and then I'll go to another city, and like a ton of people will show up to the show. Yeah. And it, that that was that was really interesting to see in Europe also, because I think like one of the shows that I had the most people at was in Hamburg, Germany, mm. and the room was like full there. Yeah. But then I played in Berlin, and I think like fifteen or twenty people came to that show (laughs) which that one was the one i thought would be a big one so yeah it's like hamburg is
0: is music lovers though i do know that Ah. andy Andy, uh andy frasco uh, uh a frequent guest on the show andy uh did his live show there and, like, I forget how many people showed up to that live show. Like, 10,000. Like, they did it in the street. Like, it oh, was wow. in the street. And they, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're fans. They're fans of all, like, yeah. and it doesn't matter, like, what American music it is. They're 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 for it. Mm-hmm. They're here for it. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Um, well, Now, when the pandemic hit, were you, I know a lot of the artists that I've had on the show were, like, gearing up or just started or just finishing were you in any process of touring or were you just like in a down moment and we're like oh okay i guess i'm not touring for a while then
2: yeah it was i was i was lucky i was just working on my album basically mm. so i finished tour like moved to new york got all settled in was starting to branch out and like go to studios and work with other producers and all that and then the pandemic hit so it was back to recording my bedroom again
0: yeah well I, I saw i saw you say that actually you know on on instagram in quarantine in my bedroom making music all day and say same deal mm-hmm. you know and like i mm-hmm. did you did you have was there any like because i know there were a lot of people a lot of artists that had this time and all of a sudden were like i don't know what to do with this this is too much and i feel like you if any if any person was most mentally prepped for this situation it was you. Like you were ready. Did mm-hmm. you have any problem jumping into that music by yourself or had you got too much of a taste of the of, of shows too much that you're like, man just playing a show
2: right now man <laughs> i definitely missed playing shows because even even uh right before i would like fly out for like a random college show or something yeah and like get to see my bandmates again and stuff yeah. and that was always nice but yeah it was like it was strange also just like being being social in new york when i spent i spent so much time in my bedroom in jacksonville yeah just like not socializing as well as just making music my bedroom so then I moved to New York, socializing all the time, hanging out with friends all the time, working with other musicians, and then the pandemic hit, yeah. and it felt strange at first to go back to just sitting in my bedroom all yeah. day and working on music, knowing that I'm in New York in this lively place. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was that was strange for a while, but then eventually I just kind of settled back into kind of my old routine nice. of just working on music all day, cooking myself some food, whatever. So yeah, it was, it was definitely strange.
0: It, it seems like you, you're as a song creator, you're one that, that that labors a bit. You like to work through it. You like to put layers on it. You like to think about it, and it may take you mm-hmm. a little bit more on songs. How how many songs did you get through the pandemic? Like how many songs would you guess you've you've written? during the pandemic
2: oh it's it's hard because i i the yeah i do work on stuff a lot and spend a lot of time just laboring over the same songs yeah so i have probably like 15 unfinished songs and mm. i think one song that's actually finished <laughs> like a couple other songs that are almost finished but yeah i have, I have a lot of stuff that's just kind of floating around where some of it i haven't written lyrics to yeah and some of it i've had I just haven't finished the production on it and there's certain things where like i'm really stuck on a certain aspect of it so yeah i've, I've been kind of like floating around working on different songs i might add one layer to a song one day and then the next day i'm working on adding another layer to another song or writing lyrics for a different song and I'm always kind of bouncing around is there
0: anything i mean is that just sort of what comes to your head that morning is you're like oh wait a second that could be added there i could use this you know i could use this sound effect mm. or this drum layer and then you go back and then you're like okay that's all i got for that okay well yeah
2: <laughs> yeah yeah a lot of times that happens where like an idea will just come to me or sometimes I'll walk around or be sitting on the train or something Mm -hmm. listening to my demos and I'll come up with an idea... And then I'll be like, oh, like I need to add that. Like, let me write a note down to yeah. add this extra little guitar part later, or re-record this acoustic guitar, yeah. or like add a few extra notes in the bass line and stuff like that. So then I'll, I'll tinker at the tiniest little details of getting the bass tone right. Like it need, the palm muting on the bass needed to be a little bit thumpier. Yeah. So let me try to re-record it and stuff like that. Yeah. Now,
0: now I, I was actually talking to our last guest when I was talking to Molly Pardon on the show because she she takes some time writing uh uh songs as well and i was like do you ever worry about like over tinkering she was like nope just like straight up and i was like wow okay like but do you ever worry about that do you ever are you like oh man i'm gonna i'm gonna tinker the crap out of this like i'm gonna just do too much to it or is there a certain point that you're just like and good this is it i feel good about this song i
2: I feel like i'm always looking for issues in my songs and i'm yeah i'm listening for something to be wrong so the times where i'm finally like okay this song is done is just when i can't think of something (laughs) to complain about or something to change yeah so that's that's always my moment of being of being finished but I tinkering a lot helps me a lot because I, I'll find like a tiny detail that is wrong or like something that will make the song so much better to me Yeah, uh, but like sometimes I can't figure out exactly what it is. It could be taking out something or adding something or like maybe a hi-hat needs to be like a little bit brighter and it changes the whole mood of the song and yeah so, so I feel like tinkering helps me a lot but there's definitely times where I kind of over tinker and I, I have a lot of different saved files for all of my uh, sessions because sometimes I'll do a little too much yeah. and need to dial it back, so I can go back to like version version 15 instead of version 16. I was about to say, let's take it back a couple.
0: I think the the one three before this was good. Let's do that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that definitely. I I've, I've I've heard that with and and some artists will do that with their their producers when they're, you know, when they do have a lot of producing with it, they, you know, they mm. come back and then a couple of years ago they're like, "Hey, here's the stripped down version. You know, here's the here's the without mm. everything that we did." And uh, sometimes yeah, sometimes in those you, you do, you're like, "Yeah, that producer did a little too much. That, I think that's better yeah. without it." And but you know, it it depends on every song. Let, let's talk about the the newest song, the newest single. Somebody. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I feel like this is where I really get those pop punk uh, vibes on the chorus. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's getting me with some you know AFI, some Yellow cards, some Red jumpsuit apparatus. Shout out to the red jumpsuit mm-hmm. apparatus folks here in Florida. Um,
2: <laughs> was
0: that was that purposeful when you started this song? You were like, I'm gonna I'm gonna pop punk this song right here, or was that more like it oozed in? you were like, yeah, this could use some pop punk.
2: It it, it was it was there from the start. I feel like to a degree. I I was basically just sitting in my bedroom like as I used to, yeah. and kind of feeling. The I guess the same type of feeling but just in a different era of my life of just being alone Mm -hmm. at home working on music not really having much to do not going out and socializing
1: yeah
2: and I feel like pop punk really captures that for me because I guess when I spent a lot of time listening to pop punk that's what I was doing was just sitting at home alone. So I just thought of like kind of reinventing it, kind of doing it in the way I would I would do it now, and just the way I would approach those sort of pop punk sounds now. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's kind of where that where that came from. But it was a combination of pop punk and like a lot of other things too. For sure, for sure, just everything mashed into one.
0: Yeah, you you hear it like to me, and you know uh, you hear it the most in that chorus because you have that same sort Mm -hmm. of that build up. Of a pop punk song yeah. where it comes crashing in, and you're like, "Yeah, here's here's the rev up." But then you, yeah, you definitely make the verses mm-hmm. something else that isn't that normal. Mm-hmm. You know, isn't that normal just driving guitar riff that, you know, and them doing their uh-huh. <laughs> doing their thing over it. So it's definitely. Uh, is that would you say that's the most like? pop punk inspired song you've ever
2: done yeah i i definitely say so i feel like i'm i'm always drawing from different genres and i'll draw from pop punk or like i'll draw from pop and punk and it's kind of i always have this interesting I guess strange distinction of the combination of genres and how I combine them into my music, but that one was definitely one where I where where I real I've realized I guess over time that I will notice something in my music that other people might not really notice or like I'll have a specific influence but other people won't pick it up. Yeah. So this uh, yeah yeah on, on somebody I was like I'm gonna really really push for it and really like hit hard with the with the pop punk stuff
0: nice yeah yeah we've Mm -hmm. i've definitely talked about that with a couple of guests how you know some things that some artists here when they're inspired by a song it will come out way different in their music even though that's their inspiration and so they have this Mm -hmm. like in their head they're like this is what i'm i'm doing here this is my version of this and the, the, the listeners are like, Really? That's what you're going for? And I, I didn't get that. Like, I mean, you know, the, the one that always sticks out that I use as example is I heard uh, Van Halen talking about uh, Panama and he was like, Ah, oh, that was just our version of mm-hmm. like, you know, like an A C D C song, like Back in Black and I'm like, What? It's like completely different than <laughs> what you're doing, man. Like, you serious? Like, but you know, that's I think if you put it in as hard as you like you were saying, if you come in with it. It comes out a lot clearer like that, at least at least in mm-hmm. the uh, in the chorus. And it comes out. I love it, man. It's actually. I don't know. Thank I don't, you. I don't know if I can say it's my favorite. You know, song. That's that's a fast jump. <laughs> since you just put it out, but it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely up there. Um, Thank you. I yeah. It. But now now with all the, the the writing, the the fifteen songs or so that you're working on, and like you said, going into sort of full album mode do you see it coming out this year or is it is it no sort of set plan
2: it's not there's not really a set plan i'll I definitely plan on finishing it this year hopefully soon uh but yeah it's 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 very up in the air i feel like uh sub pop is very lenient and they just let me just do whatever i want kind of They don't they're not they're never really pressuring me into like sending them music or putting out music i'm just kind of feeling nice. it out but i yeah, I'm definitely hoping this year, though. I Definitely want to put out some stuff uh, this summer.
0: Very nice, very nice. So, do you have any more uh, singles close to to releasing that you might put out before doing, you know, a, a bigger project, an EP or an album?
2: Uh, I don't, I'm not sure. I, I'm definitely, uh, I de- I'm definitely gonna want to put out uh, singles like yeah. kind of as soon as I get them done because I'm, I'm not good at sitting on music. It just feels kind of strange to me, yeah. which is why I put out somebody just kind of out of nowhere. Just, I was like, let me just finish this song and, and put it out, give it to the world. Nice. So uh, yeah, I'm 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 just kind of feeling it out, but I feel like I'll definitely be putting out some music uh, soon before my album.
0: Yeah, I I definitely I definitely don't see how some artists do that with some of the big you know, the big record labels where they just mm. they they make an album now and the record label is like. Nah, not right now, and they just hold <laughs> on to it for like five years, and I'm just like, how, as an artist, how are you just like, yeah, well, I made this whole album, and it's sitting there, but you guys can't hear it, sorry, <laughs> it's uh, maybe, maybe sometime when they feel like it, it's definitely gotta be tough, it's good that Sub Pop let you do your thing for sure, well, mm-hmm. I I noticed on the website there are are no planned concerts yet. Like, you don't have anything listed. Now, are they in the works? Are you in that that camp of, I'm going to wait until we know 100% we can have shows
2: i i I don't know i haven't really thought about it too much usually like i said i'm i'm the the supporting act on a lot of things i haven't had my own right headlining tour yet just because i like building a fan base and stuff and finding new people to listen to my music through like touring with other people yeah so like nothing like that has been in the works if if something seemed like it was a good idea and far enough away like i'd be okay with with doing that because also if it, if it were to get canceled or something I, I probably wouldn't have to change that much of yeah my life because it wouldn't be my headlining tour right right so just i guess the right opportunity hasn't come along yet but if, if something felt right and it felt like it was it was going to be planned in a time that i feel like would actually be realistic then i'd be i'd be down to do it all right you you hear
0: it you hear it planners out there and promoters he's he's down to do it if it's <laughs> if it's the right thing just make it the right thing for him mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, we are up against a break But I want to thank you for coming on the show And talking with us today
2: Yeah, thank you so much for having me It was great For sure,
0: listeners You can check out all things you know On his website, YVNO That's without a U, that's a V That's a V there We're going we're going Roman YVNO.ME <laughs> yes! Or you can stream him on all streaming services Right now, let's take a listen to the newest single Somebody, right here On the Doc G Show And we are back here on the Doc G show. Don't forget, guys, you just heard the Magic City hippies before we talked to know. Then you heard know somebody. So, oh, yeah. boom. Oh, yeah. Hey, like that. Great music, great guest, everything. Everything. Sh- Good show. Shout out to the Magic City hippies. Shout out to Uno. Thank yes, you sir. for coming Shout on out. the show, know. Fantastic. And of course, listeners. We looked at the menu of Polly G's while we were listening had to somebody. We had to. to, of course. So if me and Dave go up to Brooklyn, we are either getting the hometown brisket <laughs> pizza, which, sorry, sorry, you know, we didn't go, we didn't go vegan Girl, come on. We, yeah, well, that's we not That's not us. If if that if it's offensive to you, we won't do it when we're with you. We will have yeah. something else. But if we're going by ourselves, we got to be honest. Probably do it. Uh, yeah. it's looking pretty tasty. Or we're gonna go with the famous original A. Those are our two choices. Mm-hmm. Those are our two choices. So true. Uh, also, I just noticed. uh, I'm pretty interested in their their Pop Tart. I didn't. Oh, I saw that the wood fire. Yeah. Pop-Tart. What's that all about? I'm sort of sort of interested. If they in make Pop-Tart. if they
1: make their own pastry. That's impressive. That's
0: pretty. Im- yes. Yes. Correct. Correct. But listeners, keep an eye out. If either you know decides to go on tour, you see, you need to check out, make sure that you see a show if you can, if he starts back up on the shows and That's right. keep an eye out for the new album. In the time being, of course, listen to this, listen to the song Somebody when you get a chance. Throw it on. It's awesome. Do yourself a favor, check it out. Yes! Okay. Dave, it's time. It's time for the newest segment. It's the fastest, fastest, most popular growing segment in radio history. In Doc G history. Yes. (laughs) That's more accurate because it's obviously not in all of radio history. But, you know, we can dream. Anyways. Mm -hmm. Our new segment, the Doc G top three right here. (laughs) Yes. Okay, Dave. I decided on the topic since we're getting close to summer... Since it's mm-hmm. getting that hot weather and we had sort of a heat wave these last couple of days, it's been. Man, I'll tell yeah, you what. It, it, it <laughs> ramped up real quick. It ramped up real quick. Uh, I thought, what better than the top three best things to drink on a hot day? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, Dave, before you come in with your third, I'm going to do an honorable mention real quick. Mm. This may be okay. controversial, but here's my honorable mention cold. <laughs> coconut water there we go
1: oh that is controversial
0: there we go now a lot of people don't like coconut water but i'll tell you after you drink it a while and you realize how nourishing it is your body Mm. learns like oh yeah like give me more all of a sudden it doesn't have that weird nasty taste you're just like oh i gotta get some of that in me that's gotta happen right now so true man is there nothing better and that's keep in mind listeners i'm saying when you're really thirsty if it's a mm-hmm. hot day and you're not really thirsty, then no. That's not doing it for you. Don't worry about it. Take it off the list. But really thirsty, get yourself some coconut water. Do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, Dave. Your third. What do you got? Number three. All right. Dude, number three. I'm doing this
1: on like a hot day after you got to do some yard work or mm-hmm. something. hmm There's nothing. I don't think ice cold water tastes any better. Very nice. Than when you are just... So freaking hot. Yeah. You know? I'm keeping it classic with the third with my with my third choice. No, I agree. I agree. Now the the problem is Um, I'm a big water guy. I'm a big water guy. I drink a lot of freaking water.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, I totally agree. Now the the thing with the water that you gotta watch out, that cold water, the Mm -hmm. the brain freeze. That's the thing you gotta watch out for. Or the or your teeth like Yep. not being ready for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. T sensitivities. Yeah, you got to watch mm-hmm. out for those two things. But, yeah, nothing better, man. Your body knows mm-hmm. it. When you when it hits, you're like, "Oh, oh, mm-hmm. that's what I need right now. That's what yep. I need in my life." Yeah, I agree. Now, I went um I went uh chubby for my third. Huh? Uh, I okay. went now this is again this is uh, the opposite of the coconut water. This is just when you're enjoying a lovely hot day. When you just want to mm-hmm. get out there and hang, I went with an icy coke. But Nice. It literally has to be like shaved ice. Like this is Oh. This is my favorite. When you put a coke in the freezer long enough for it to just uh, start freezing. Yes. And then yes. you break it just a little bit right when you open yep. it and you shatter uh, that little freeze. That love it. that is where it needs to be. If it's just a Coke, it'll be good, but it's not gonna be on my top three. Right, it's gotta have right.
2: that
1: freeze. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're number two, Dave. All right, number two. I was thinking, you know, you're playing basketball mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or soccer or football mm-hmm. or whatever it is mm-hmm. and you got that Gatorade oh. right out of the cooler. Oh yeah now you know blue is always everyone's number one right okay i i have transitioned in my adulthood from yellow being my second choice to orange Mm. thoughts Mm. on that
0: Mm. well i i mean funny you should say because i'll go ahead and throw my second in the ring lemon lime gatorade that's oh there you go that's my second yes i love lemon you know who else loves lemon lime gatorade
1: michael jordan that's
0: right so true that's his favorite there you go (laughs) there you go i uh i love my i love my lemon lime gatorade and again it's sort of like uh the coconut water like my Mm -hmm. body knows it's getting the electrolytes and it's delicious and i'm just like oh oh i can't get it in fast enough oh it's so delicious oh man you're right, though. You By like, the
1: huge gallon jugs of it.
0: Especially when, like... Especially when you're playing pickup and, like, the night before... You had like some some really salty food, so you're like extra mm-hmm. thirsty. Oh my God, oh,
1: man. man. It goes down yeah. like nothing. Yeah,
0: and I actually like to do a little mix. I like to do a little water after oh, the Gatorade. Oh. So I hit oh. I hit the Gatorade and it makes you it makes you thirstier because it's yeah. osmotically active. And then you hit mm-hmm. it with the water. I put a little science behind it, guys. That's what I do. Man. That's look what at I that. do.
1: Going above and beyond for y'all.
0: Okay. Number one, Dave. What do you got?
1: Dude, my number one chilling out by the pool drink Mm -hmm. is the Line and Kugel Summer Shandy Lemon Beer. Oh. It is. I mean, I can't even describe to you. It's like beer, lemonade. Lemony. Yeah. Oh, Um, man. mm. It is just heavenly. There you go. Sitting out by the pool.
0: I'm not going to deny it. Now, I'm not gonna deny it. I don't. I've, I've never tasted one, mm-hmm. nor do I plan on it. But I, I mean, hey, it suits yep. you, Dave. And if you're enjoying it, I can I can sit yeah, there in that refreshment bliss with you. I can do that. Now, mine. I didn't want to give it away. Mine is sort of your number three, but mm-hmm. it's it's almost lukewater that I have to overcome those issues from before. I know it seems weird. But lukewarm water. Wait, what? Lukewarm. Just a little bit below room temperature. Maybe like two degrees. So I can just gulp that as fast as possible. That Uh. is better than anything. When I'm super, super dehydrated, super, super thirsty. Mm. Now, again, you take that off the table, it's not going to work. You're going to change the list completely. But super, super thirsty, that's going number
1: one. So, are we talking like straight out of the sink faucet, like you know, can or be. a little bit, can be a little be. bit warmer? Cause I I can get down with that. I can understand just going to town with a thirty yeah. ounce, you know, tumbler and just throwing it back.
0: Yeah, that that's that's really what I'm looking at here, pretty much. Yeah. 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 That's okay. and, and usually that's what I'm going with, just like a giant plastic thirty two ounce cup, and I just mm-hmm. I hit like two of them, and it's like pouring yeah. down the side boom, of my boom. mouth. And I'm just like, yeah, oh, down I can't the get beard. it in fast enough. <laughs> ah. You know, like I've been in the desert for two weeks. That's what I'm talking totally. about. Totally. Oh, so totally. good. So good. All right. Doc G Top Three. What's yours, guys? Come on. Give it to us. Come on. Give it to us. Put it on, put it on social media. Put it on message us on SoundCloud. Whatever you want to do. Put it out there, guys. Do it. Do it. Anyways, Dave, it is that time of the show where I tell you about the show's coming up. Give it to me, Doc. I'm excited about the shows coming up. Uh, we've got Ryan Montblue coming on the show. Can't wait to have him on the show. It's going to be fun. Sweet. Yeah, that's coming up next week. Very excited about that. We've got the fellas in the band Honey. Very excited about those Ooh. guys coming up. Yeah, very, uh, uh, very um, popular group. Upcoming group there in the the L.A. rock scene. They're sort of out there with the guys in the the Weathers and uh, and Mob Rich and uh uh younger hunger all those fellows we've been talking to they're sort in that group there we go you know nice. i'm excited to have them on there make me feel young and hip again like that yes that's always fun <laughs> uh so we're gonna have those guys on we got a couple more again i don't want to jinx it now we got one that's like a full circle story and i'm going to tell oh. the listeners about the full circle story it's me effing up four years ago trying to get them on the show and I didn't, mm-hmm. but they got a new manager, and I think they're coming on the show because of the new manager. And I know oh, the new manager; that. we've worked before together on some interviews. So I'm very excited about that one. I can't jinx it. That's though. funny. But once it happens, I will tell you the full story, listeners, and look you'll at, be like, "Look
1: at you using your connections now. You established...
0: I, yeah, I'm basically podcast
1: host. You. I mean, I
0: get, I get, I get the the inside tunes." That's fact. I get the connections it happens that's Dave. Fact. it's yeah you're basically you're basically doing the show with a president that's nope. what you're doing and so, right. yeah I, right. have I have the same I have the same Uh, anyways guys I'm very excited about all the shows coming you need to keep listening but for now we are going to wrap it up so I've been your host doc G with me as always that Brooks Brothers model with a beard Dave Burles Berlin.
1: Doc, you are far too. Cu- you have to go in there with me, and you were just gonna hype me up so hard. I'm gonna end up buying <laughs> way more than I should. Gonna
0: hype you up so hard before they throw me out for not being. Yeah. They're like you can you can
1: stay and try on these clothes, but your homeless friend has to leave. He <laughs> has
0: to. He either has to buy something or leave. He has to prove yeah. to us that he has money. I have money. I have a job. You <laughs> house. Don't think I don't. <laughs> Anyways, I got sidetracked again. Just He's like, a doctor,
1: just believe like, it or not. <laughs>
0: just like the start of the show. Anyways, guys, until next week, zip it up and zip it out.
1: zippity doo